Full 90 Soccer Time Podcast, our weekly look, well, not for much longer, <laughs> Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by wiener money, it's MLS. We're your hosts for mornings on 107.7 The End. I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room on the pitch and in the stats booth at Century League Field, Brandon from the internet. And he's very sad. I, like, I, I, I wish there was like a... Um, I always th- sing along to our intro uh, music. Da, 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 da. So I always think, um, I always think like when we have uh, when we have a sad <laughs> episode, it's like If anybody that can do music could actually make the like the real like stringy version of it, like wah, yeah. Wah, wah, yeah. Wah, wah, wah. just uh, just play our theme song or our intro music on a trombone, and I feel like we'll be okay. Because <laughs> yeah. it feels really, it feels coming off of such a like debilitating <laughs> match that we watched over the weekend. It feels really wrong to come in here with all of this energy. Like I feel still like garbage. Only a little bit of that can I attribute to the. Um, to the match the rest of it i can attribute to the fact that my wife is out of town and when she's out of town i'm i'm an idiot and i like uh stay up all night watching uh monty python movies that i've already seen a hundred times <laughs> are you a monty python guy is that a thing oh yeah big time yeah because you brought it up to me the other day and i was like wow how random and like you know i'm a few years older than you and so and those are old for me yeah and so for you to be into it that's that's surprising i don't i think uh uh, I used to do some improv back in the day, yeah. and um, and Monty Python was I think was a big inspiration for a lot of the the silliness, a lot of the silly jokes. And yeah. uh, the reason I brought up my, Monty Python, I brought up Life of Brian to you uh, a couple weeks ago, and there was a reason that I have no idea now. It was it was pertinent to what we were talking about at the time. <laughs> sure. uh, Monty Python uh, and the Holy Grail is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, Monty Python Flying Circus, like the show, all of those sketches yeah. are, are brilliant. So uh, God, anybody funny. Oh the yeah, bunny killing people is just—it's so good. <laughs> I just love, yeah, I love everything about it. If anybody ever wants to nerd, maybe that's what our like off-season podcast should be about. It's just we can <laughs> watch Monty Python and and uh, and talk about it. I'd like to. I'd still like to try. Wait, we've got to address this because, like, like I was joking in the intro, we're not ending the podcast. That's not why I said that. It, though it might have sounded like it, but we need to um, come up with some sort of content to do to make it worth wasting everyone's time. Because, like, <laughs> I know there's people out there painting houses and stuff like that. Put us on just to fill some time, so that way they can. I don't know, hate themselves more or whatever it we, is. Like, boy, it's raining and cold, and there's idiots yelling it, at me. Great. And if we don't come up with something, we're going to have to start an OnlyFans, and nobody wants that. <laughs> and all you can see right now, Brandon, is my top half. So you don't even know if I'm currently running another stream that is much Dude, sexier. It is. Um, uh, maybe we shouldn't talk about it. Last weekend, so I was in Seattle. I came, I came down, and um, what up? And we were able to watch the match together in a safe, in a safe manner, and it was very but, nice. No, you know what you shouldn't have talked about is you shouldn't have told your wife that you told me about your dog interrupting you guys doing it. What were you thinking? <laughs> she, uh, she, you know what? She hasn't mentioned it. So okay, uh, good, 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 I think good, in the good. moment she reacted. Um, but uh, <laughs> so we we were staying with a uh, with a couple friends while we were in Seattle. A, a yeah. best friend of of Catherine's from uh, high school. And um, I accidentally saw my friend's penis. Oh, <laughs> so it's a weird. Okay, do you see it? Do you see the roller coaster I went through right there? I thought you saw maybe a naked lady, and I was like, "Whoa!" No, quite. Then it was like quite the opposite. Hey, hey, listen for the Wiener Time podcast. What a like yeah. I'm 
Yeah, I felt, yeah. I felt like it was pertinent to this podcast to talk about. <laughs> hey, I, got a, I got some wiener related. I, I got some wiener related news. How did you? How did that happen? I was peeing with the door open. He was peeing with the door open, and I I walked to use the restroom, and um, I just saw it hanging out. Dude, what are you doing? Like not you, him. Like, no, I know, I know. And he's from like Bosnia or something, yeah, Port- right? Portugal, but yeah, close. It all, it's all, yeah. It does all the same. It doesn't matter. <laughs> all that Europe <laughs> with their socialism. Uh, speaking of, we should get to the review. <laughs> socialism do- dominates this podcast. One out of five stars because America. Oh, no. Uh, do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating. Definitely five stars. But primarily, leave us a comment. We just want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player. Yeah, I guess. F- from new who to blue who is, is that just sad new who <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling more blue who today <laughs> that's so blue who <laughs> womp, womp, womp. <laughs> no it's in reference to this week the i just blew myself sounders fc stare into the deep never-ending abyss of time and space where reality and consciousness collide resulting in impending thoughts of doom and self-doubt that's true. That is what happened. We did get a review. Uh, oh, good. We, we did get a review. This is from Jen Eric two five three. Love that name. Uh, yeah. They say in their uh, review, way to rub it in with five stars though. We're looking at two right now, and you got, you put five on there. Yeah. Ouch. Uh, it saved <laughs> too us, soon. It did save us some money. Um, <laughs> uh, Jen, Jen Eric says a podcast. Thank you. Thank you for those kind words. Yes, yes. Booja, booja, Gustav Svensson, booja, booja, boo, best of the rest. <laughs> that is the review. God. That is all of it. Thank Not you. Not only for do that. you listen, but you you listen concisely. Like, you pick up on the details. I like that we've never talked about how you spell booja, booja, boo. Um, yeah. And he spelled it exactly the way that we spell it. <laughs> And we're not going to say how that is either. No, so you no, have to no. go find out for yourself. <laughs> Head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a comment, please, with a five star review. Easy way to access that, as well as all of our social media, is at full90podcast.com, a website that is really just a few links. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Usually, usually people would use their link tree to direct you to their OnlyFans, but ours isn't ready yet. So, yeah. and I'm not going to put my secret uh, waist down OnlyFans <laughs> link. Up also, but, but we won't even know if it's your waist down because we won't be able to see the top half up. I don't know. You could be a torso uh, wearing a trench coat over a person, a very small person with long legs. <laughs> For all I know, you are a very tall person. It's true. Yeah. It's um, I. Man, I kind of want to do this now to see if anyone is willing to pay to see my lower half without knowing it's me. There like, you go. There's got to be someone out there that's like, yeah, this guy needs to work out. <laughs> and I can tell because of his wiener. <laughs> well, I mean, I, <laughs> I would, if, if that was something that could be affected by working out, I would be much more fit, so let me tell you. <laughs> uh, so there was a soccer match, and it was terrible. Oh, it's... It, it's so. I think what makes the fact that the Sounders lost three to nothing, and not it wasn't just like a bad scoreline that didn't reflect the way the game was played. American boys talking tosh don't even say nil. <laughs> three n- n- bouja. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that the Sounders lost three nothing it, it is bad enough. What's worse is that I don't feel like it's quite indicative of how bad the match actually was. Sometimes people will say something like. Um, Oh, that scoreline actually flatters, you know, Columbus crew because it was much closer than the 3-0 looks. Uh, in reality, this match could have been like 
six nothing uh, to Columbus. Like the Sounders came out, and I think what makes it worse <laughs> is the fact that the week before the Sounders had pulled off the most incredible comeback against the Minnesota United. And, um, and and so to be able to like see that and have hope and like they gave us hope in that Minnesota match. And then they came out there and, and just um, went all donkey on it and played terrible for and- <laughs> old donkey dong on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, isn't that one of like uh, <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh, Supreme court justice's friends was like donkey Doug. <laughs> That was just a typo. It was actually Donkey Dong. He's got an OnlyFans for it and everything. (laughs) That is the uh, director's cut of Shrek that nobody wanted. (laughs) Hey, Shrek! (laughs) He cuts over to Donkey and it's just got to blurt out. We we needed to make sure that all of the animals in Shrek were anatomically correct. But I want it to be like hilariously either too big or small. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's just for fun. Same with Shrek too. Let's go. We're gonna go for it. Let's, At least he's go. wearing pants. Oh, is he wearing pants? Yeah, I think he wears pants. Is this one of those things that's like, uh, like you don't know if Stanley from The Office, like everybody remembers it incorrectly about whether or not he has a mustache. Have he you ever does. heard that? Yeah, he does have a mustache, but like there's there's like a running thing. It's almost like the Berenstein uh bearer effect, you know? People are like, is it spelled like this? Is it spelled like that? Or uh what's it? it's the Mandela effect, right? Like a lot of people think that Mandela died in prison, uh, even though he was the president for a very long time after he uh <laughs> left prison. So I've this, never heard the, that. That's amazing. Yeah, there's this idea. Um there's a lot of, like a lot of people think that there was a movie called Kazam, or no, sorry, Shazam. That yeah. was about with Sinbad playing a genie, similar to the movie Kazam, uh, starring Shaq playing a genie. So anyway, there's this idea that all of this stuff is uh, is misremembered. So it very well could be. I can't remember where we started with that. That's a, uh, something about I, dongs. I can't, I can't either, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Supreme Court dong, is that what it was? Yeah. That's where we're at. <laughs> Welcome to all our new listeners. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, yeah, it's uh, it's a weird time to pick uh, to play your worst game of the season if you're the Seattle Sounders. My summation of it for Monday morning, after getting a day away from it and then remembering I had to talk about it again, Seattle Sounders FC delivered one of the worst performances of the season on the biggest stage, losing MLS Cup to Columbus, three to nil. Um, it I'm just I pulled up the score lines from the last lots of matches that they played leading up to this. And there were some big ones, but also just kind of a, I mean, there was nothing like going into this. I didn't have the confidence that the team was going to deliver this big result because they just hadn't been. They started the season so well and the depth was there. And then as soon as we said, we're going to need the depth because there's players going away on international duty. The season just kind of like went into coast from there and never came back to the team. Now, that being said, massive uh, final there. The Western Conference final was a massive performance by them and amazing but also a 3-1 loss to Colorado was like not awesome leading up to the playoffs and then they dismantled uh, San Jose a week later though so it just looked like a team that had been run ragged and the depth that we had been hammering on about just wasn't there and it wasn't you know, you get a couple of performances out of Alex Roldan, and then he falls apart. You get a couple of performances where you're seeing a different squad out there, and it just kind of came unglued. It, there was no confident feeling that that was the team, other than that high that you were riding from Nuhu putting a cup on his head. Like, <laughs> like that was like the 
it's it's confidence like and we've talked about this in years past i think last uh last week i even talked about how for the first time in a while uh i was watching the sounders go into a match feeling very strong about how they could perform because of the way they finished the match against uh, minnesota i was talking about how in the past we often feel like these great performances from the sounders even the years that they've won mls cup kind of feel like they're paper over the cracks because like they don't put a bunch of consistent performances week in and week out and then they enter the playoffs and it's it's a crapshoot at that point it's anybody's game anybody can come in in sixth place Colorado can make the playoffs somehow on points per game and and (laughs) still like have a chance have a realistic chance at making it to the final so we put all of this value or we should put all of this value in my opinion in in whoever wins the supporter shield every year uh yet the sounders haven't won that since 2014 so lately we've been putting a lot of stock into the mls cup so i felt really confident uh, uh about this team going into this into this final because of the way that they've been at least the way that they've shown that they are capable of playing but maybe that confidence was a little bit misplaced because um i kind of wrote off the lack of consistency that we often see from the Sounders. And that's been forever. Even the year that in 2014, when they won the Supporter Shield, it was kind of like the year that Leicester won the the Premier League Championship. It wasn't necessarily that they were an insanely talented, good team. They were, sure. But it was because the rest of the league kind of crapped the bed. And yeah. and nobody would nobody decided to step up and take the mantle as the best team in the league. It just kind of it was everyone else's exactly. It was everyone else's title to lose, and whoever just did the best at not losing won. <laughs> and so yeah. I mean that's and that's very generic because you could say that about anything. But usually yeah. you think about it from a winner's perspective. But instead you're looking at whoever just doesn't f it up the most. Yeah, could be the most. You successful. want to look at a season like um, like Toronto uh, from a couple of years ago where they won the Canadian treble. I have a hard time saying they won the treble because the Canadian Voyagers Cup, which is their version of the Open Cup, is is so. It's it's limited, right? Like it's such a smaller pool. You're not playing against as much MLS competition, as as many as many teams on the same level as you. So yes, they won the treble, but the way that they won the MLS Cup, they were dominant. Or sorry, yeah, the MLS Cup, but also the Supporter Shield, they were dominant throughout the season. Same mm-hmm. with LAFC. Uh, was that last year that they won the the Supporter Shield? Uh, LAFC mm-hmm. was dominant, and they played like it. And every week that you watched them play you knew what you were going to say. It's like Manchester City winning the uh, Premier League. When they win it, they win it in a way that suffocates the rest of the teams in the league, right? Like you, you know that there's no way or that you can step, step up to that team to play them. Uh, and if you do and you walk out with a result, it's because, you know, it was an off day for the other team as opposed to uh, you having a great day, right? Or sometimes a combination of the two. Anyway, all of that is to say is that the Sounders uh, go into this match, in my opinion, of favorites. And most of uh, the experts opinion i'm not at all putting myself on that pedestal but like uh sounders go into that as the favorites and columbus go into it having won a lot of games three to nothing in the lead up to that match and then win this game three to nothing so maybe we just either discounted them or oversold or overshot our our faith in the sounders well it's the what have you done for me lately syndrome i don't know if that's not a real thing but like the idea that you walk away with your most recent result and that's kind of where you hang your hat is the idea that oh my god this team is resilient they could be down so much but make a comeback at no point when they were down two nothing going into the second half was i like this is the team after like five minutes that's gonna make that comeback again it just didn't you didn't see those sparks well at some point 
I think during the match when the Sounders were already down two nothing, uh, I put out a tweet on Full Ninety Podcast like, "When is Schmetzer time? If Schmetzer time is going to be a thing, now is the time for Schmetzer time to be a thing." The Sounders mm-hmm. are again down two to nothing. Schmetzer starts making subs like he did against Minnesota, but the first sub is for Nuhu, who had been having a decent game up to that point. The, for me, it was, I don't know that Nuhu was playing out of his mind or anything, but the one there was, and I hate to call out anyone for bad performances because it's not, you know, we're here to goof no, off. the entire fun. team got crushed. But it was, that whole right side looked real bad. And so that was like a definite weak point that was being exposed. Alex Roldan was getting beaten and he didn't have the support from Jovan Jones. It just looked like a totally flat side over there. And you would expect you know, regular bench player Kelvin Leardom to come off the bench and, you know, maybe hopefully pull pull off a huge result on the right and, and help out. Like, you have your Golden Clog winning scoring machine, three goals on the season, <laughs> uh, right, right back who, like, is the, he is your starter. And, like, I appreciate that you want to be consistent because the guys get used to playing, but... It was clear early on that there was a problem there and that you needed to do that to to then make the exact opposite change. Like, were you just trying to be like, ha ha, I got you, Porter. Yeah. <laughs> you thought we were going to, yeah, you maybe, thought you had to worry about someone, Kelvin Lerdom coming on and said, we took out Nuhu. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Schmetzer twists his twirly German uh, DJ mustache. <laughs> like he, he wipes off his, wait, does Schmetzer have a mustache? Is this the Stanley effect? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that maybe, maybe what what happened is that we didn't know how bad the injuries were uh, that ne- or that uh, Kelvin Leardam and Gustav Svensson were recovering from. Maybe like, uh, and apparently Nico Ladero was on an injury, and he went he went the full ninety. So it's it's just maybe a ch- uh, maybe uh, a chance that those guys uh, were more injured than we thought. We thought for sure after the Minnesota game, we talked about yeah. it on the podcast that those guys were your shoe in starters based on the way they performed, but. It could be, and, and Schmetzer obviously knows better. Uh, Schmetzer knows Betzer. Best. <laughs> uh, that that those guys those guys might be holding injuries that are a little bit you know worse. They couldn't go full ninety, let alone you know forty five. I think in German Besser is B E S S E R. I think okay. Besser is. I'm gonna go with Betcher. Schmetzer knows Betzer. Schmetz. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's hard. So so. Uh, throughout, I I have a question for you. So yeah. obviously Brian Schmetzer contracts are are up for discussion, right? Though as yeah. far as I know, at least at the time of recording, uh, that he has not had his contract signed. He he is not finalized. He is not locked in as the Sounders coach moving forward. I still think that that deal gets done somehow. However, you know you see the performances against Minnesota, against LAFC, against all these other teams in the playoffs. Um. The Sounders play well under him, but do they play well enough to where the Sounders don't think, or Garth Lagerway doesn't think that he might be able to get a little bit better out of a uh, different coach, maybe a coach of a higher caliber? And and this is not me saying Schmetzer out, for the record. I don't want Schmetzer to go anywhere. I would like him to be the coach moving forward. I think... Um, he, You're just highlighting a, a possible sure. uh, scenario. Like, does this does the, and the question I guess for you that I have is does does watching the way that the Sounders played in that MLS Cup final and seeing this kind of subs that Schmetzer made um, in that match make you think that there might be a level of doubt in your mind or in their mind that Schmetzer is going to be like the high caliber coach that the Sounders need to to kind of step up to that next level to dominate and win the Supporter Shield every year to play like LAFC did last year in Toronto the year before. 
Yeah, I, I, my money's on Schmetz. Um, I tend to look at these types of questions as an emotional reaction that we have to look at the last five seasons and see what the success has looked like under him. And it's been nothing short of phenomenal. The idea that there's big performances get lost, like on the road in Toronto, losing 2-0 because Ladero is absolutely shut down in the midfield, kind of a similar situation that happened on mm-hmm. Saturday. Mm-hmm. Those types of things, maybe the, you know, there might be decisions made on the, for the for those matches that you could critique, but as a as a team manager, somebody who's got to be looking at all the pieces all year long and making sure he stays on top of that, I, I think that you would be hard pressed to find somebody that could slip in and be as um, excellent as that. Now, you could probably find somebody that would make a bigger performance. It could make a statement that could come in if you splashed a ton of cash for a bunch of players and you could make a run at that supporter shield and someone could probably get it done. But I think a lot of places you see that that doesn't necessarily pan out really well. Yeah. Then you got Bruce Arena who turns around the revs and it like is going yeah. really well. He's that high caliber coach. Or But then you look at Atlanta United, and yeah, he got some big performances out of some young kids that were really hungry, but then he couldn't, he, he can't maintain that type or of thing. Or even so. LA Galaxy brings in, you know, Shaletto and, and, and San Jose brings in whatever their guy is, and, yeah. and both of those teams tank, right? Like they bring in high caliber, you know, Boca Juniors coach. Like Boca Juniors, one of the biggest teams, if not the biggest team, sorry, River Plate, uh, in South America. And and he comes in and can't get a tune out of LA Galaxy and and you know they they are at the bottom of the table in the Western Conference or if not at the bottom very close to the bottom and it's um, the league it's the yeah. league's fault it's yeah. that you have to be able to manage a league where you have the fifty four thousand dollar man as one of your starters like, <laughs> well and so, so new that, who now makes seventy to be fair but like you're talking about a guy that doesn't even make starting Amazon money right. to be a professional sports star and you have to as a manager get that kind of performance out of this kid. Because the league is so whack that like that's what we're those are, that's what we're really looking at. Whereas Boca Juniors can you know splash a little bit more money because it's such a a, a big deal there. So it's yeah to be able to manage a squad with the resources you have that's something that Schmetzer's excelled at. Well, I think that brings us well into uh, the kind of the biggest news, the only real news other than you know lamenting over the the way that the season ended uh, yeah. is is the players that the Sounders are going to have going into the new season. Uh, I'm so stoked about who was retained, whose same. options were taken up. We'll start with the positives, I suppose. Um, they announced, you know, just day, like every year, just days after the MLS Cup, they annou- or after their season ends, they announce who their whose options are being um, taken up, who's out, who uh, who's out of contract. That's you know known going into it. But uh, retained Big Will Bruin, who didn't have a season this year because of injuries and just not being able to get any minutes. Stefan Fry is uh, awesome that they would not. <laughs> Look elsewhere. Like that's a he's such a motor for the back there. Uh, Hope Yao, the um, young kid who only got a few minutes. That's okay. Whatever. I'm either way. The one that's big for me is that we're going to see New Who for another season. Before the obviously, I'm a big New Who fan now. Yeah. Um, before the match, I asked you, should I buy the 25th anniversary jersey? Yes or no? Um, because I wanted to go full New Who and uh, and really support. But then I was my follow up question was like percent chance that he plays in Seattle next year. <laughs> sure, I will and and just cuz the the Sounders retain his option as far as I understand doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be playing with the team next season. That just right. means that they still have control, control over his contract and if, you know, some League 2 team in France, which is sounds like who was kind of barking at his door 
um, last year in the offseason. If some League Two team wants to come and pick him up, he's not a free agent or he's not under out of contract. The Sounders can pick something up for that transfer yeah. should he should he get picked up. Now, my personal hope is that Nuhu is in Rave Green next season, and it's not just a money-making move by Garth and the boys, Garth Vader, <laughs> as, as I like to, uh, as he's <laughs> known apparently now that the Sounders are the dark side. Um, what I think is interesting is the other players that are picked up that, um, you know, Shannon Hopeout, Young guy, obviously the Sounders, by retaining this option, see a lot of uh, potential in, right? Uh, but the other player, Shane O'Neill, uh, yeah. who who stepped up big for the Sounders this season, who stepped up in uh, place of some injuries to uh, Ariaga, and Alex Roldan, who last season was cut from the team. Last yeah. offseason was cut from the team, earned his way back really at the very, very tail end of this season, and and not only earned his way back into the roster, but apparently earned a contract uh, for the for the coming season. Good for him, too. Like, even though, like I said, I don't like to be super critical of these guys. You know, he just had a couple bad matches, or, and just really one bad match at, a, at the wrong time. But he really did work his ass off to be able to have that spot, and to be able to start over Kelvin Leardon, that's like a big statement. So it's good that they backed that up by at least retaining him. I'd like, I'd be okay if, you know, these some of these guys use this to their advantage to be able to springboard into a new spot. Like a new who playing in the league two in France is probably yeah. good for a new who, and yeah. I, I'd be happy for him. But I'd like to see old crazy legs out there. Yeah, you know, uh, bicycle kicking for no reason. That's like that guy's having fun playing the the game. Um, guys still under contract that it shouldn't be a surprise for anyone. But just to get you up to speed, uh, Yamar and Ariaga will both be back. Josh Atencio, we didn't really see much from Delem, Dumbledore, Leva, uh, Jordan. <laughs> Morris still contracted, although you know he uh, he fed the gossip columns everything he needed to the other day by saying, I, I, you know, if someone came with the right offer, I would consider sure. it, which is exactly how you should live your life all the time. That if there's a better opportunity, you should always look to take it. But did not say he's leaving. Stop it. Uh, Trey Muse, uh, AOC, Christian Roldan, Raul Ruiz Diaz, and Brad Smith. The cut list is what I find to be. Um, concerning and also about uh nico ladero's future um the cut list uh people that who did not have their contract options renewed were or taken were justin dillon that sucks miguel abara joven jones also uh jj since his comeback has not looked like he did before he left and he was always kind of hit or miss he had some big games and strung a few together but he is kind of the for me, he's kind of the face of that problem you're talking about of inconsistency yeah. and just kind of um, he's he was a good backup player to have, but I don't know that you keep him on. I think that's a really good um, a really good observation on your part of saying like he is if you boiled the sounders down to a single person uh, for better and worse, it's Joven Jones. He, when he's on, he's on like he is a, an incredible player. He's fast. He sees. He sees. Like he's. I'm not going to get the taxes, but he's a great, great player. But when he's off, it's like why? Why the Sounders are basically playing with ten men. Yeah, watching it's, him not track back, watching yeah. him like just kind of be not make that extra run, not being able to get into space, just like those things. You're like, oh man, there's guys that are. You could put. They're not the same player, but you could put Hopi out out there that hasn't gotten any minutes, and he'll hopefully work. Hope you hopefully work harder. God damn it! Yeah, I'm such a <laughs> every. You know, I want. I want. I do want to go back to AOC because like. Um, uh, so Alfonso Ocampo Chavez, young academy player that the Sounders picked up. Um, uh, he's from the Sounders Academy. They didn't pick him up, but they signed him to the to the first team. Uh, there will be times where I'm talking about politics with a friend and somebody mentions AOC and I'm like, oh, Alfonso Ocampo. And I cannot remember... Uh, 
what, uh, and, uh, oh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Yeah, like I can't remember what her name is because I'm so like Alfonso Ocampo Chavez. <laughs> God, you're such a white male, you I asshole. I know, I know, it's bad. Um, okay, so, so then, so then those guys are cut and not coming back. Like that's just the the Sounders have the option. That's why they call it an option. The Sounders had the option to continue those contracts. It's not like they needed to re- renegotiate their contracts. They just had the option to keep them or not. Um, they could realistically if they wanted to keep joven jones now that they've declined his option they could go renegotiate with him for a smaller you know contract we'll like, 1.3 new who's <laughs> so you want to give me eighty thousand dollars uh <laughs> but then but then what's interesting is the players who are out of contract so they didn't have an option year and and that's you know we're not going to explain the options but um they didn't have an option here. There's straight up out of contract that the Sounders could be or could not be uh, negotiating with. One of those players was Nico Ladero. Reports are out that Nico Ladero has re-signed with the team. He'll be in Rave Green for wait, at wait, least wait, a couple wait. I thought I thought Nico's contract was still on. It's just that he wants to settle up on a next contract. Otherwise, he's going to start looking to go Oh, sure. Else. Like next year would be his contract yeah. year. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I think that he has this one more season in him. So that's different. So then these other players, though, that are now out of contract with the Sounders, um, a few of them I can't imagine we'll see back in, in Rave Green. Stephen Cleveland, uh, Jimmy Benjamin. I, I don't even know who that is. He was a, he was a backup backup goalkeeper to, uh, you always want to have three on your roster. He was just the backup to the backup. He was backup to Dream News. Um, Stephen Cleveland, uh, Jimmy Madronda, who the Sounders just recently picked up from, was it called, uh, Nashville it was, when we when we got rid of uh, Hindwala Buana. That was a trade. Yeah. Um, and then you've got, yeah, Bench player Kelvin Leardom, bench players <laughs> Kelvin Leardom and Gustav Svensson, and then Roman Torres are all out of contract. Roman Torres, I don't think the Sounders will pick back up based on the fact that they, I think, re-signed Shane O'Neill. They probably are going to try to bring up a, a center back either out of the academy or go find a, another young guy. Roman Torres barely saw minutes even when Ariaga was injured this season. Yeah, I think that was just doing him a solid just to be like, you know, we can we can fill a roster spot, have some depth, but also like we we've signed plenty of center backs. Now. Right. And then but but then you got Kelvin Leardom and Gustav Svensson. Um, Gustav, I remember last year, Gustav Svensson seemed like he wasn't going to um, like he was talking about going back to Sweden. I think he just misses uh, he misses Sweden. And um, so he he is out of contract, and the Sounders are probably trying to renegotiate with him. Um, I hear their homeless camps in Sweden are like ten times bigger, and so he's <laughs> like, they're just they're just not. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of work there for psychiatrist Dr. Carl Svensson to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Kelvin Leardom. Also, I, hey, no disrespect to the people without homes. I'm just, no, of, uh, course, of course, it's just what Seattle has become. And okay, yeah, anyway. yeah. Um, Kelvin Leardam, on the other hand, uh, uh, I do imagine this. Out- so Gustav Svensson is up in the air. I have no idea if he's going to be back with the team. Um, uh, I, as if I had an idea about anything at all ever about the Sounders. <laughs> Uh, but he's they, old enough. But he's old enough that like it, it really does lean like what other question. club is going to yeah. pick him up if yeah. it's not one of his. You know, he's still a captain of his um, of his international squad, so he's playing at his prime. But yeah. if he's not going to go back to Sweden. Why not stay where you're already the established guy? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got Kelvin Leardam, uh, who uh, Golden Clog winner two years straight. So I can't imagine that if Kelvin they don't Leardam- sign him, I'm going to be like Kelvin Lear. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And then, um, and then the other player that we haven't talked about, who I think was important to a lot of the Sounders, uh, at least resurgence of the second half of the season, is uh, what I hear on the broadcast called Jowl Paulo. 
<laughs> and it's not because of a of a thick jaw, uh, thick thick with two C's. That sexy thick yes, jaw, sexy jaw. Yeah, that guy. That guy gets subbed off in like the 51st minute of the match. I just don't. I mean, I know he's got a yellow card and sure. maybe he's one of the people that's walking wounded out there. But by God. Anyway, sorry. So, so it, turns out, it turns out that uh, at least on Twitter right before we started recording, it sounds like Jowell Paulo uh, might uh, have re-signed with the team or the Sounders worked out some sort of deal with, I think it was Botafogo that he was on loan from, uh, that they might have either worked out a deal to keep him for another season or two. Um, or have just re-signed him or signed him to a full contract. If that is true, I think that he would be on a uh, designated player contract, which means that dude got paid. Um, but either way, he is he should be back with the team, it sounds like. Great. He's such an important piece of that midfield, especially if you have Gustav out there, the two of them together. I, like if I was a like low-key fan of... Um, MLS coming into Seattle, you're probably they're probably not on your radar, those two guys, because you yeah. have the Rui Diaz and the Nico Ladero that get all the attention. Stefan Fry, tons of attention. New who obviously for his awesome step overs. But you don't you don't hear you I, I don't think your casual fan is coming in here to like naming those two guys as like potential problems. And I think yeah. that they're kind of like some of the best central defensive midfielders out there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think Jao Paulo is one of those guys that is starting to get more credit. Uh, he's just not been in the league very long. He's not been yeah. with the Sounders very long. So I think he will continue to kind of build up his rapport, especially alongside Nicola Darrow. Those guys, I mean, we talked about this last week. Jao Paulo plays like uh, like the adult on the field uh, <laughs> while everybody <laughs> else in MLS plays like an Alex Roldan or a New Who. Okay, I want to talk about a funny phenomenon that I was thinking about, especially when we're talking about contracts and we're talking about people coming back or people not. Um, you talk about a guy like Gustav Svensson who, you know, you're talking about his age. Maybe he won't continue uh, in MLS. Like, maybe he'll go back and play in Sweden. So there's this funny phenomenon in my mind that I would love to, like, be a fly on the wall for, okay? Um, you talk about players like Zach Scott or um, I'm trying to think, a Harry Ship, right? Guys who have retired and then gone into a professional career post-MLS. Because the thing about MLS is it doesn't necessarily set you up to never have to work again. Uh, it sets you up to go back to college, finish the degree that you started working on, and then go get a real job. So um, Zach Scott uh, works for a company, like a consulting company in town, in Seattle now, uh, that is also a sponsor of the Sounders. But he's not there as like a... Uh, Sounders representative. He's not there as a, um, like a, oh, look at us. We hired Zach Scott because like Zach when Scott the Sounders not... hired Brad Evans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's like if Brad Evans went to work at like, I don't know, Deloitte <laughs> as an accountant. <laughs> right. Like, so anyway, so I'm always curious, like what this phenomenon is, 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 is like I sit in a lot of, you know, corporate meetings, a lot of, a lot of meetings where everybody's introducing themselves and talking about their previous background and like, oh, I used to work here and uh, then I worked here and this boring. is my background and blah, blah, blah. So I'm really curious about like, if you're Harry Ship. Or if you're uh, if you're one of these Miguel Ibarra or Joven Jones, <laughs> like one of these guys who is about to enter a second phase of life where they have to get a real job, um, like how do you how do you explain like your professional 
soccer career. Like, like I've been connected with professional soccer players on LinkedIn who say that like their job says professional soccer player. I'm like, why do you use LinkedIn? Why are, why are you using LinkedIn to connect with other professional soccer players? That's smart. Like, That's why. I thought you guys just DM'd each other on Twitter. Um, you don't picks, need, you don't primarily. Need, there you go. <laughs> just, the lower, just the lower half. <laughs> yeah. But no, That's so I'm curious. I'm curious. I don't know. I'm just curious how those... Well, Brandon, how, this is like right on the head for me, man. Like as a guy who has done nothing but make jokes on the internet for a living, I'm a radio host, a broadcaster for forever. Like at some point, like teenagers aren't going to be like, this is the guy that I can relate to. You know what I mean? Like I'll be making jokes about Pluto for forever, but... What, what, like, if I have to do another job and we lose our hosting for this website, oh boy, what, what do I do after having been a professional media figure within a city for forever? Do you transition to another? Um, I'm lucky because my age doesn't, like, at some point, physical ability doesn't affect if I can get another job. But, like, do I go <laughs> to the workforce? Justin Dillon at 29 years old is like, hey, wait a second. My physical <laughs> ability isn't what's preventing me from playing. <laughs> well, then he can get another gig somewhere, sure. you know? Like, he can keep playing soccer. Yeah. But Zach Scott, working for Slalom, like, he's not – he doesn't have – maybe he could have played another season or two. I don't know. But, like, it wasn't like he could play 14 more years in the league. Right. He, it's like, yeah. Be, what are you what are you putting on your resume as like a, as a former broadcaster? Or I mean, you've got plenty. I mean, we could I, I I could sit here and uplift you for the next five minutes about how much. I yeah, think yeah, great. You, you could Let's bring just take a break and we'll just do that. Yeah, and- <laughs> <laughs> no, but like if you're if you're a guy who has been playing in in professional soccer or some capacity since you were 14 years old, right? Playing, starting yeah. in an academy, uh, playing all the way through, getting signed by a team, you know, going until until you can't play anymore. Um, your resume is uh what can you bring to the table at slalom consulting well i kick a ball real hard and i've gotten seven concussions (laughs) (laughs) my head don't work so good no more yeah Yeah, dude it's i guess you make those connections like you do the endorsements you do the when it you know when they need to send somebody to the QFC or whatever to stand out there and shake hands and encourage people to vote you go do that and you meet the executives for the Kroger company yeah, if you and then, if you become a club legend if you become Brad Evans or Steve Zakawani and then you can or and you can go what represent What does Zakawani even do? What does he do? I, yeah, I don't he know. Have, he he writes must have for, a job. I think he writes for majorleaguesoccersoccer.com.com. Oh man, that's I, a terrible I, job. Apparently, they pay very well by the fact that they just laid off everybody. So that means they have more money to spend oh, on. Oh no, did they? Oh yeah, it's like the, everybody in MLS has gotten laid off across the league, across the teams. Like it's everybody's gone. Yeah, I get it. When there's no fans and stands, and you can't charge fourteen bucks for a beer, that's like what's going to happen. To so think all those overlays were the over the actual. I would, for the record, I would literally let them overlay fifty graphics on the field for my friends to keep their jobs in yeah, these of businesses. Course. Like of I don't. Course. Like the soccer could be totally secondary for like a couple seasons. Can, now, totally. can, can the Adidas logo just be the entire size of the pitch? Do how badly do we need to see the ball? Can we just glow I, puck it? <laughs> idea can we change the shape of the pitch to a triangle to better accommodate perfect three teams could play think how many sponsors you could put everywhere oh it's amazing it's amazing oh my god regionally you could just do that same matchup again and have lafc la galaxy and the other california team san jose all play at the same time yeah pandemonium okay so um so this brings me to another point uh, uh about how players make money Okay, so we joke all the time about how Nuhu makes zero dollars, right? Bottom half only fans. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, okay. So there is a there's recently a story, and this is so messed up. Like the 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 way that it was reported. I'm not obviously going to say this person's name, but the way that it was reported, it was in the New York Post, which is a very dodgy uh, um, publication. They reported a story, basically without this person's permission, about a EMT or a a, a paramedic in New York uh, that had because we are so bad as a country as a culture paying people who do important stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, she had to start paying her bills by supplementing her income with, not that she had to do this, but she chose to do an OnlyFans and sell pictures of, like, suggestive pictures of herself online uh, to, to make up the money that uh, we don't pay her as a life-saving uh, paramedic in, in the country. And that's not, you know, that's that's not just New York. That's everywhere. So TLDR, uh, pay nurses more money. Pay pay. Uh- the- if she does not play NFL football, she is not as important as the rest of the country. Okay. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> Slap a Buffalo Bills helmet on her and wait, she still won't get paid. <laughs> yeah. go would like a word. <laughs> <laughs> Slap a New York Jets. No, no, that's still nope, not nope, still nope. nothing. <laughs> so all I'm saying is that maybe, maybe, just maybe, there's a income opportunity here for New Who. <laughs> <laughs> supplement supplement his income with an OnlyFans. And I'm not talking I'm, like, I, I'm not saying that Nuhu has to sell naked pictures of himself. <laughs> but you're not saying he doesn't. <laughs> I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm saying he can choose what kind of content he sells on this OnlyFans. Maybe it's just but, him saying booza 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 boo. <laughs> for a minute, I you know, I thought he was selling sunglasses when I got a DM from him. But um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well so that's what Alex Roldan is doing as well. Selling me like reused shoes or something. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, they were hacked, just to be clear. So yeah, people know both, that both those guys got hacked and and so, reached out to everybody. Okay, so you're you're scrolling through OnlyFans and you come across bottoms down, um, <laughs> and you're like, hmm, this person seems very fit. When he starts doing insane crossovers for no reason, you're like, I've gone too far. <laughs> I can never watch this game again. Just, all you're seeing is like legs and a wiener doing stepovers. <laughs> <laughs> also, somebody please make that content. I don't need to see no, it necessarily. No, 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 no. Make it for yourself. Please don't. That, <laughs> please I mean, do not send it to us. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you do, that's hilarious. To yeah. be fair, but also, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just helicoptering wiener while someone's doing stepovers. <laughs> Man, he is finding. New and creative ways every day to clear the ball. <laughs> to clear the balls? Well, we talked a lot about bottoms only, only fans. It's... <laughs> It's B. Uh, hey, we should start a new site. Called, I got it. It's called Boofer, and it's bottom only OnlyFans. Boofer.com <laughs> slash full 90 podcast. <laughs> we are talking. I think it's I think it's just you call it bottoms only fans. <laughs> Hot rubbish. Hot rubbish.